If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to monday.com. Hello and welcome back, guys. Thank you for joining me. Uh, you are listening to the podcast that is known as Home of Melanin Magnificence and Kingdom of Death. Where once again, any motherfucker can get it. My name is Miles Hart and I am your host. Thanks again for being here. Before I like get on with the show, uh, I want to say if you're not subscribed, subscribe, share the episode, tell a friend, tell a friend and keep that love going. Also, if you've not um, rated the show on iTunes or Spotify, wherever you listen to the show, please do go ahead and rate and review. And if you've got nice things to say there, because... Don't come and be, don't come and be a terrorist now. Anyway, let's get on the show uh, and start the show off with Word of the Week. So my Word of the Week this week is to just let go of what you can't control. Let go of what you can't control. And this is really quite something I'm physically having to try and do myself now. Without going into too much detail, if there's something that's affecting you in a negative way and you cannot do anything about it, like you physically, like there's no more you can, there's no more you can do. There's nothing that can be done because it's in the past or whatever. I want you to try your hardest to just breathe. And let it go, because otherwise the time that you spend moaning, complaining or feeling bad, you could be doing something else because nothing is forever. Nothing lasts forever. Um, and you're going to be alive tomorrow and you're going to have to do deal with what tomorrow brings. So. I'm trying to do that now. There's something that I like I went to a little audition. And it went OK, but I was just like, damn, I didn't do this. I didn't do that. And there were certain things I could have done before. And 
I didn't because I didn't even know I had to prepare certain things. So like I left and it went okay, but I was just like, damn, like shoot myself in the foot. And then I thought, shit, there's nothing I can literally do about that. I told the people, you know what, this has set me back. Sorry if it's not my best. There's nothing I can do about that now. Literally, there's nothing. All I can do is work on the next opportunity, work on work on me and, and continue to live my life. If I now dwell on it and there's nothing I can do about it, I'm essentially wasting my own time where I could be being productive. Now, I'm not saying ignore it and be like, oh, that didn't happen. Acknowledge that it happened. If it makes you feel bad, accept that, assess that and try and do it better when you're in that position again. But things that you can no longer control, and I'm not just talking about my experiences, be it certain relationships, if you've told someone, you know, when you do this, this pisses me off, and or when you do this, this makes you feel neglected, or co-workers, or certain jobs, like just all the things that you can no longer control that are impacting you negatively. Let it go, let it go, let it go, let it go. Because there's nothing you can do you're going to be wasting your time and I'm such a I don't want to say stubborn because I don't like to think that I'm stubborn but it can take me a while to let go so that is a that is just self-improvement finding ways of doing that when we very much in this together if there's something that you are trying to let go of or you didn't even know that you needed to let go of because there's nothing tangible nothing that will actually affect you in a in a in a in a good way if you do anything because there's nothing you can do then we are in this together and it's about literally just letting it go it sounds so basic but when i say this shit be really getting on my dick like shit frustrates me and there's some things in my life like i speak about it sometimes about the relationship i have with or the relationship i had with my family there was things i couldn't i couldn't do to like resolve it but yeah, I kept on trying to do things and ultimately it was my downfall and I wasted a lot of time and energy in something that I had no control over. It took a while. Took me a while, but I'm finally here. Period. Shout out to The Temptations. I've not watched that in a minute. I might have to watch that soon. Anyway, there's, I'm in a place now where that doesn't affect me because I've completely let go. Completely let go. Now, if I come into interactions with them or any people that I've had relationships with that it was no longer serving me and it was only impacting me in a negative way, that I can now see these people and it's not necessarily, oh, beef on site. Like, it's just, it is what it is. I've let it go. Because you can't let go of something and still harbour feelings towards it. So I can't feel a certain way about certain people, be it my family, be it whoever. And when I see them, it's all of this, because if it's all of that, that means you've still been holding on to all of that when you really need to let it go, let it go. So however this word of the week applies to you, if there's something that you can't control anymore, yeah, bitch, let that hoe go. And that is this week's word of the week. Oh, so it is time for how my week went. Okay, so 
So my week's been good. I went on holiday. I had a couple of days in Athens, which was absolutely amazing. It was amazing. I'm so sorry. If I'd start speaking like Anna Delvey, it's because I also watched the um, Inventing Anna. And I started to watch it before and then I kind of just fell off. And then I really got back into it. And now I am just totally obsessed with doing her accent so yeah I went to Athens and I really enjoyed it it wasn't basic and you know there are some buildings there that I would quite like to have the the IDF foundation at because it was just beautiful and luxurious and I think it's just the best um no but for real I love the food <laughs> I love the food there now let me say I ain't never really fucked with Greek food I never really fucked with Greek food. I've always thought it was bland. I went to the real Greek one time and just felt I really needed to add hot sauce, salt, pepper, the things. It just, it didn't, it's never really, like, it's never really banged like that for me. And so when everyone goes, oh, let's get Greek, I'm just like, it's boring. It's just giving boring. You know, I eat Nigerian food, I eat Indian food, Caribbean food, and the, the seasoning, it just, it just... There's just lots of taste there. Even Italian, like, yeah. But I just didn't get that with Greek. However, when in Athens, I did me a little food tour. And if you ain't done a food tour, you guys need to go and do a food tour. You can't call yourself no kind of foodie if you've not done a food tour. And I thought I was a food tour. I thought I was a foodie, sorry. Lies. It wasn't until I went on this food tour that I realised, raw. all of these countries man's been to and I ain't never done a food tour and tasted this, 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 this. We went around the island, not around the island, but we went around the city. And we was getting, you know, information about the island, but we were also being taken to all of these like, really good restaurants. Some of them were just street food, but it slapped. I tried, I can't remember some of the names, child, but all I know is the tour was about two hours long, maybe even three. Mass was full up and I ended up loving the food there and then got really excited for dinner time when I was no longer full so I could then get one of those things again and really enjoy but um yeah shout out to the greek food my my reasoning my reasoning behind not liking greek food prior to going there is i feel like even in this food tour the lady said we don't really use lots of spices and stuff like that was never a thing that we had in our land um basic herbs salt pepper whatnot olive oil but I feel like their food relies heavily on the natural flavour of the produce of the land. So their vegetables and stuff like that. And so living in the UK, we generally have to import the stuff or we use our own. And let's face it, there's not a lot of sun in the UK. It just doesn't. It's not Greece, you know. So I feel like the tomatoes, the taste, like that you can taste the sun and like. Oh, I feel like where it relies heavily on the flavor of the vegetables, where the fla the ve where the flavor of the vegetables in Greece and in hotter countries, period, is so much better. It's so much tastier. It's fresher. You just can't do that over here unless you're importing the vegetables. Then I don't know. I just don't feel like you can do it over here. I feel like over here, season that shit because England's potatoes and England's fucking uh, tomatoes and that. They just don't cut it like that. But the food over there after the tour, I am officially not a Greek food fan. Um, yeah, also watch Anna Delvey, like I said. Oh, 
she is actually low-key an icon. Anna Delvey is big, high-key an icon. I've actually fallen in love with Anna Delvey. I want to be her, I want to be her best friend. And I'm not obsessed. I don't know if, I don't know how you guys like, but when I watch a series or a film, if it really, like, gets to me and I need to watch a documentary about it or I need to, like, research, I went onto Anna Delvey's page. This girl is crazy girl. She's selling artwork. I don't even know if she's still trying to do the ADF, if she's trying to do the Anna Delphi Foundation. Uh, because so her house is shit now. Maybe she is, I don't know, but inventing Anna, yeah. That show was so lit. Icon. Uh, but yeah, holiday was cute. Greece was amazing. I love like Greek mythology and all that kind of ancient stuff like that. So going around like the ruins and stuff was just so mind blowing and beautiful and these structures and images that I've only ever seen is shit like Hercules or, you know, the 300, all those kind of shit to see it in real life with my own two eyes. I was just like, raw, amazing, just amazing. But the clubbing scene was good out there. The food, like I told you, stunning. The beaches, gorgeous. Um, I also ended up shooting a a little ad for uh, a black-owned business by the name of My Block Skin. That'll be on my Instagram real soon. Um, it's an SPF. It's an SPF uh, for at all skin types, but mainly targeted at like black people because I believe, and I've said this before, a racist person was the person that said black don't crack because it fucking does. Black people can also get skin cancer from the sun. We do need motherfucking SPF. So if you're out here in these streets with a little bit of melanin or lots of it, you still need factor 50. Yes, not 5, 10. The higher the protection, the less chance you have of not only aging and cracking, ho, but also getting melanoma, which is skin cancer. But the beaches were stunning. We shot that. Um, it was just all in all really, really great. You know, we stayed on a yacht, which was cute. Never done that before. Been on a yacht, but, you know, never stayed on one. And it was actually reason quite reasonable. It was like three, just under 300 euros. Like 270 or something like that. Stunning. It was great. Um, Holiday was good. I've been doing auditions. I went to watch A Strange Loop. You man is going to see a strange loop. It's queer, it's black, it's current, it's relatable, it's so iconic. I did think the music could have been a bit better in some of the like like the ensemble singing, but it to me it was kind of to me it read as if it was written by a writer. If that makes sense. Like it it wasn't written by like composers and Stuff like that. Even though, like, the music and the score was nice, it was cute, but, like, I just felt like it was lacking in, in, in the singing, uh, especially the ensemble. But otherwise, loved it. Absolutely loved it. I was laughing. I was crying. The themes it tackled, whoo, whoo, Christianity, homosexuality, those, how that intersection works, the hustle of trying to make it, trying to, you know, get reach your dreams and live out your dreams. It was just so good. It was nice to recognize a few of the faces in the ensemble as well. Um, um, shout out to the guy that played the lead voice. Amazing voice. And just, he held that stage. He was on stage for the most part and just carried that show. Go and watch it. It's playing in London now. I think for at least another month. Um, but yeah, go and support that show because it's amazing. And it will enrich your life. 
white, black, gay, straight, whatever the fuck. So good, so good, so good. Um, that's been it, really. I've also noticed that this podcast is very much becoming a... We'll be dropping an episode once every two weeks. That was never the plan. That's never been the plan, but it's kind of been happening. Uh, so do you know what? I'm actually run with that because I also can't come and die and produce shit shows if just for the sake of me releasing episodes. So for the time being, I'm going to run with that. I'm not going to say that's what we do in. Because I will try to have an episode out every week, but the way sh life is lifing, and I'm at all these auditions and having to learn all of this material, honey, like millions of songs and scenes. I've got three different musicals in my head that I'm auditioning for, as well as the show that I'm actually in at night, as well as doing this. It's, it's, it's too much. It's too much. So, um, yeah. Uh, with that being said, but most importantly understood, let's get into this week's Melanin Magnificence. My Melanin Magnificence this month goes out to an 11-year-old boy from London by the name of Mackay Williams. Now, this 11-year-old is the first to put on an entire event by himself and create an app centred around uplifting black children. Now, I got this story from The Voice Online. So he's launched the world's first hip-hop affirmations event uh, to uplift black children. Um, He's from Hackney, East London. So shout out to all you East London heads. Um, he's created an app called the Notorious G.I.G. And it is a block, part, a block party that aims to inspire generations through the world's first hip-hop, Afrobeats and self-development event for all children under 12. Now, the schoolboy wants to provide a transformative experience for young people while addressing the growing concerns that negative music influences can contribute to street crime and low self-esteem. He went on to say, I wanted to create an event that would inspire my friends and encourage them to embrace positive influences. 11. Now, his event has already gained uh, the go-ahead and the support from the support... Uh, from from Hackney Council, the Mentoring Lab, local DBS youth workers, and is being supported by award-winning charity Manhood Academy and Womanhood Academy. All now, I've been saying I want to do another charity twerk event, and the last one was about three, four years ago. And this 11-year-old boy, Mackay, Mackay Williams, say his name, has done this. Wow. I've yet to find out the, the details of where it is. I'm presuming it's going to be in his, uh, in his city, in his town, Hackney. I just think that's amazing. There's always this discussion around like, music and how it can negatively impact you. And there is a lot to say about listening to a certain, listening or consuming um, content. And it will trick you into think in a certain way like I never used to watch trash tv like I told you before my man's now got me watching baddies where all these girls you know just fighting and it just takes one thing and it's book five six seven eight and all of a sudden I found myself in, in situations where there was this one time I was at a club and this girl kept on like barging into me and I didn't pay no mind so I just moved to the side waiting to order my drink and then she like barged into me again and she looked back and was like can you mind and I just thought, 
I just wanted to, what? What you say? Come here. I thought, no. Why am I acting like I'm in, like I'm in Baddie South London? Like, that's not, that's not it. So, I didn't do it. So, obviously, watching certain things and consuming certain things doesn't mean necessarily that you're going to act a certain way. But it definitely plays a part in the mind. And so, for this young boy at 11 years old to realise and do, connect the dots and go, yeah, I've got friends that listen to music like this and that and is making them think differently and act differently, perhaps. And I want to create something that creates po positivity, that creates an affirmative environment. Uh, and so for him to go out and do that, gain these sponsors, gain all of this support, I think is absolutely amazing. So shout out to you, Mackay Williams, East London boy, for doing your big one and creating this amazing event that is called Notorious G.I.G. My bad, I said it was an app. It is not. It is an event uh, that he has curated and is the head of. Dope. So shout out to you, Mackay Williams. You are this week's Melanin Magnificence. Oh, so we've done Melanin Magnificence, we've done Word of the Week, child. Oh, I need to, oh, yeah, that Word of the Week is me. That I just really need to focus on that, like, majorly. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive & June. Olive & June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive & June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive & June, too, is it's a quick dry. It dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Uh, let's get into this week's Miles Measures. There's not that much I want to... Where, where, where the fuck is my phone trap? I just had it here. Stupid me. Uh, so, Miles Measures. Woohoo. Let's just get straight into this BBC scandal. Okay, so we thought ITV had it bad with Philip Schofield and his, and his, and his antics. 
now BBC are facing a shitload of press, negative press around this um, BBC star presenter who has been giving money for explicit pictures from a minor. Allegedly, this minor is now, I think, 20 or 23. I can't remember. Um, and went forward to make a complaint. Apparently was paid off uh, by said presenter. There's been lots of speculation about who this this presenter is. The son, who were the first to air this, have not given the identity out. But there was a little... How I first found out about this story is there was uh, an article that got posted via Facebook and shared on all socials. And it had Ryan... 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 That gay one with the, the teeth, white boy, with the teeth, with the veneers, Essex boy, with him. Anyway, he quoted him and was like, yo, can you guys remove this picture of me? Because it looks like I'm the one that did it and it's not me. Many other male, white male uh, presenters have come forward to say, yo, this ain't me either. It's this. Everyone right now at the BBC, all the male presenters at the BBC are very much playing Shaggy, it wasn't me, on repeat. But we still don't know who the fuck it was. It was three people that came forward. And then today I woke up to seeing that a fourth person has come forward to say, yo, this has happened to me too. Sending money for inappropriate pictures, kisses. And now, even more so, we've now learned that this person broke COVID laws to go and meet up with one of these young boys. It's giving messy, baby. You got so messy on me, yeah, yeah. So yeah, um, we didn't know who this person is. Pfft, the scandal, the scandal is scandaling. And I can't wait to see who it is. My thing that I'm very aware of is all of this, this vim and this energy to protect the said uh, presenter. Now, there wasn't and has never been this kind of protection or this energy behind black people especially that work in in uh in the in the arts or in the public eye mega markle they were so quick to interview family members to put her name everywhere um and this this there was there was no there was no care for sensitivity um and there was no care for privacy and there still is no care for privacy to this day yet in this situation, okay, they didn't do it with Philip Schofield, but again, he very much, it was common knowledge. This is something that we didn't know about at all. Um, and they're doing so much protecting. And I find that very weird. And I'm very interested. I know it's going to be someone stale, some straight white man. I'll be gagged if it's, if it's someone of color, because I don't know a time where any organization has been really backed a black person like this so i do find it interesting but yeah this i all i know is that itv are very happy they're thinking yes we can now keep it cute keep it moving because bbc are taking the heat but yeah we will be following this story um i think it speaks to a bigger a bigger problem that in these kind of not systems in these kind of businesses and these corporate giants the the ways that you can so easily act mad and get away with it because this again is something that happened years ago 
Philip Schofield, it happened years ago. It's not reported in real time. We, these structures allow and cater for people to move mad, which is why when it comes to me and if I go into like a workplace and I've got a problem with something, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking with my chest. I'm complaining to who, whoever I need to complain to. and I don't care about making a fuss. So many of these systems rely on the fear of their employees to keep quiet about things because, especially in the entertainment industry, because you're lucky to be there. So you feel like, oh, I can't say this. Or if I even leave here, then, oh, I might be blacklisted. I can't go there and I can't go there. Your voice is your power at the end of the day. Your voice is your power. And if you silence your voice and you don't speak on the things, you have no power and things like this are going to continue and continue to happen, which is why we have the cases like Philip Schofield, um, uh, Harvey Weinstein, and now this, um, now this next guy that we don't know, we don't know who he is yet. I give it by the end of the week, we're going to know, I think, because the pressure is getting worse. Now you've broken COVID laws. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, these institutions, we, we really need to be strong and like resilient because we're all going to enter them unless you're a CEO, entrepreneur doing your own thing. You're always going to be working in some kind of institution that has its own laws and its own powers that may be above you that you're going to have to nav navigate. And while we're going in and just seeing things that are wild or mad or that we don't agree with and just keeping it moving and keeping it stepping there's always going to be that room for mad shit to happen even if it's not directly happening to you so that's just something that i think we should all be mindful of um so yeah i know philip schofield is sat watching the news like <laughs> whoa yes not me i know he's haps dickhead um so that's that in the BBC realms. Um, oh, okay. I was going to give this person the belt, but I remember something happened to me not too long ago, which I actually need to explain because I think it's fucking wild. Um, so again, um, what is her name? Uh, Sydney. Sydney. Sydney Sutton, I spoke about her the other day, black trans woman, she was on Wild and Out. Um, ooh, not me not having my facts together, honey. Uh, where the fuck is she? Let me type it, baddies, because she was on baddies as well. Sydney. Sydney Stara. Sydney Starr went onto a podcast. She's been doing her bit, her bit. Um, she's been doing bits recently. She went onto a podcast and just discussed, uh, you know, how if she was to meet someone, she doesn't feel the need to say on the jump. Not even feel the need to. She says won't from the jump. Be like, yo, yeah, I'm a trans person. Since my journey in like learning more about the issues that the trans community face. I've, my opinion has changed and I used to think, yeah, be upfront about it because people can then say you're lying and you're letting people know what it is when they, when they meet you. Like, I was very much at that stand, standing point. But then hearing her say what she had to say and, like I said, the learning I've done regarding the trans community, 
my opinion has changed because at the end of the day, trans people are getting killed regularly and very not regularly getting justice for it. I just spoke about um, that trans stripper that was shot the other week in, in America. Justice still hasn't been served. There's arrest, they've arrested someone, but justice haven't, hasn't been served. Now, um, bearing that in mind, if you're going to get approached and you're trans by, especially a black man, because she's a black girl, she, she has black men approaching all the time. Obviously not just black, but this is what she was speaking about. More time, the hatred for trans people in general it's this fiery it's more fiery within the black community because of all the homophobia that culturally has been put onto us because of white supremacy but let me not even get into that that's a separate issue why should she put herself in danger in actual danger if a man comes up to her and goes oh yeah 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 i think you're i think you're cute let me get your number whatever and she goes okay yeah i'm trans how does she know that by her giving that information, that personal information, won't get her killed. If not there and then, but like the trans um, stripper in America, followed home and then shot. So from the jump, I don't think that you should be doing those kind of things for safety reasons, and it is personal. But once you've spoken, you've got to know a bit more about the character and you've understood the environment that you're in with that person and their mindset. You can gauge and you can still be surprised. Motherfuckers can still very much surprise you, but you can gauge. OK, is it going to be wise to say this? I've learned a bit about them. They've learned a bit about me because at the same time, that nigga might not even say all of his truth. He might meet you, but yeah, he's got a wife at home. He might meet you, but, you know, I have X disease. Or, you know, I'm in debt or bounty hunters are looking for me. Or, you know what, I'm actually um, bipolar or whatever it may be. You're not going to meet someone and go, oh, yeah, these are the things that you may not necessarily agree with. Even if it's something small like being a vegan. Like, you don't meet someone and say that thing. You meet them. This is my name. You see who I am. You like it. Let's get to know each other. It's not, but, 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 this is me, this is me. Especially if that shit is going to get you hurt and put you in a dangerous situations. So as much as I think, yeah, yeah, come up front, be honest, be who you are, you can be honest, but you also need to watch your back because trans people are still not safe. So, yeah, I saw in the comments, oh, no, this is why you guys are lying. Oh, this is why you guys are all evil. Um, that was people in the comments, stupid people in the comments speaking about the trans community. But it's those kind of people that are the reason why tr the trans community cannot just be upfront and honest because it's dangerous because there's a lot of hate out there and while you're posting those kind of comments you're also unaware of the troubles of the trans community because if you were you wouldn't say that because you would understand that we live in a world where if a trans person does say those kind of things they could be subject to either instant harm or a delayed death as in like the next day but done and then what or because you wanted a trans person to, to, to be forthcoming with all of their business on the first day. Regular people don't even be doing that. Like I said, regular people don't even be doing that. Okay. Yeah, no, not for it. So yeah, Sydney star, continue doing what you're doing and talking the things because hopefully, despite the many like mad comments there, a couple of people might have gone, do you know what? 
yeah, that's right. I, I, I see why you wouldn't do that now. And hopefully for compassion. But, you know, we live in a mad world, honey. Um, so, Drake. <laughs> now, there's always been a bit of speculation around Drake being one of the girls. From his music style, the things he was saying in there, they're always emotional, whatever, whatever. Now, I don't necessarily agree with that. I don't agree with that. Because, you know, you can, emotions are not an indicator of someone's sexuality. There's no indicator, really, of someone's sexuality other than them saying, yo, this is me. Because you can find a straight man as flamboyant as they come, as fucking emotional as they come. All of these things that we equate to, oh, yeah, then they're gay. But they be dicking down the girls left, right and centre. And ultimately want to be with a girl and find love there they're not sucking dick okay so despite all these things around drake being you know one of us one of the lgbtq dl community they was all saying he was the dl one he was spotted with a fan and he had on some cute little nail nail polish or whatever it was pink as well i think he's aware he's very aware of his status and what is trending and what can trend and what can go viral so again, I do think it's, I don't think it's anything to do with sexuality. I think it's more queer baiting. I beg your pardon, girl. Queer baiting. And again, I don't, I don't like this. I'm all here for heterosexual men exploring themselves. But when I get inklings on my spirit, my spirit starts to go like, ooh, this doesn't really feel genuine. It feels like you're doing it to, to gain. It feels like you're doing it for gain, monetary gain, for fame. And I'm not, I'm not dying for that. I don't fucks with that. Especially when you're taking things from a community that is not respected, that are already fighting for, for, for equal rights, fighting for, to be treated as equals. So to take things from that, from that community for your own gain when you're absolutely fine without it, it's fuckboy shit. I don't like that. So as much as I'm here for the straight man painting his nails, you know, I know there's, there's a guy in my show, one of the stage crew, got a girlfriend, white dude, not even into fashion like that, as far as I'm aware, no shade. But he'll come in with, with nails painting. And I'm like, yeah, do you want to go on you? Not doing it. For Clyde, he's just doing it because he enjoys. And I love that kind of shit. I love me that kind of shit. He white too, representing. But is your Harry Styles. You know, that can never be upfront about, oh, yeah, no, 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 I'm straight. It's always a roundabout answer, probably because they don't want to just say, yeah, no, I'm straight. But I just know that this is getting me interviews. This is getting me press. This is getting me money. So I'm going to just use gay culture to just advance further without giving back. The most I think Harry Styles has done, to my knowledge, don't come for me, is maybe wave a pride flag at one of his concerts. Not enough. So, yeah, Drake has now responded to, to the comments saying that he feels that this, um, the backlash and the criticism he got for wearing, her, her, um, for wearing nail polish, he said, the world is being homophobic. Yes, they are. You are right. So as much as I feel like you're a dickhead for this, I'm also very much pissed off. No, no, no. As, as much as I'm pissed off that you, you're being a dickhead and not, you know, taken from, 
my community to to get yourself in the blogs or whatever you also have hit the nail on the head because all this backlash you felt you've described as homophobic that should be now a reason for you to see that even you as a straight man doing things that our community is known for doing or whatnot the hate that you got for that should now hopefully switch on a light bulb in your head and make you go ah okay yeah this is what this is what these fags must go through on a day-to-day because guess what it is bitch it is which is why i then get so frustrated when i see people like drake or straight people queer baiting for personal gain i'm thinking not like like no like because we do that it doesn't make us money it doesn't it doesn't help us it gets us the hate it gets us the homophobia so with this being said and done I hope that Drake does something from this. Don't just say, oh, this is bad. This is homophobic. Move on and get the next check. You've called it out now. Do something about it. Are you an ally? Let's see if you are. Because if you're not an ally, take that shit off. Take all the shit. Take, take it off. Because I'm over it. I'm very much over it. Um, yeah. That's 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 all I got to say about Mr. Aldrey or is it Aubrey? Aubrey, I think it's Aubrey. Yes, it is. But again, he's been known for taking things from other community. He comes on his tracks and he speaks in an English accent, and then it's Jamaican. Uh, all everything except for Jewish. Hey, Ebi, Ashata. Right. Uh, next. Ooh, hoo, hoo, hoo. <sighs> next, I would like to speak about. Um, Lil Nas X, let's keep it light. Let's keep it light. So our good sis Lil Nas X took to the stage uh, in Sweden and was doing his thing. <laughs> oh, not the clip coming up. Was doing his thing, you know, twerking, twirling his hair, doing all the gay shit, which we love to see him do, giving real black boy queer joy. And, you know, we're known, not we are known, but like it's a known fact that sometimes people throw things on stage Obviously, not always cute money. We love to see it. But one of the fans threw a flashlight on stage. Uh, he handled it quite well. I, I'm, I'm, I, I don't know what to, to think of it. I don't know what to think of, of it. He picked it up. And I guess he wasn't really thinking because, you know, he was doing his choreography, like doing up sing song. Like, I don't know if that was used. Like, that could still have come in it. Bodily fluids. Yeah, I think... I think we can save throwing sex toys. I mean, funny, but also... Is, is this now sexual assault? I don't know. At least it wasn't a dildo, because a dildo is hard. If that shit hits you, yeah, a flashlight would just... Because mm. it would look like one of those soft ones. I got me one of them soft ones. I've not used it in such a long time. It's because I've got a man now. But, like, that shit... I mean, you could still use it when you're with someone. That shit's nice. Anyway, let me not get sidetracked. Um, but, yeah, so Lil Nas X had a little pussy thrown at him on stage. Um, Mid-twerk, actually. Um, yeah. So, 
Aha, I don't know what you should do. Okay, so a video a few weeks ago, actually, of new mother, Jessie J, you know, British girl, um, singing a lullaby to her newborn in what looked like a parking lot. Uh, the baby was in a pram, just peacefully, just trying to get some rest. Um, and our girl Jessie was singing, uh, I think it was Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star. Um, by the time our girl was done singing the lullaby to the newborn, the newborn was in, in, in tears, um, very much awoken from the slumber, which the lullaby was meant to gently put the baby to sleep. And I know lullabies to be soft, calm, cute, caressing, loving, tender songs. But Jessie J was doing a... Like, she was just doing, like, a lot. And I couldn't help but remember this iconic interview that Beyonce gave um, back in the day when she used to speak to the peasants. Uh, where she was asked, oh, so do you sing to, to, to Blue Ivy? Do you sing? And she says, yeah, yeah, I sing lullabies and stuff like that and they're like oh do you like go in and sing and she was like no no like I saved that for for the stage I sing like a mother to my child like just regular I'm not about to be belting my tits off and doing crazy runs because I'm being a mother I'm not being J Beyonce and I really feel like someone needs to go and tell Jessie J that because she was really doing the most I guess she's not performed in a while but sis that baby just wanted to sleep like the baby just wanted to sleep and you woke up that poor baby with your vibrations and your, your decibels. And it no longer became about the baby and a lullaby. It became about you. Um, fair enough, she did sound cute. But, like, I just don't feel like that's what lullabies are for. Um, love to her, though. Baby's cute. But uh, let me... This is the video. You're laughing, but the baby's waking up too. And you continue. See how they cut off the camera because the baby started to say, Babe, I'm trying to sleep, Mama. Mama, I'm trying to sleep. Just go to the studio. I don't worry. I don't worry. But yeah, I it just made me think of that in one interview with Beyonce. I thought, yeah. Mothers, if you're singers, save the, 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 all of that for the guests that pay to go to the concerts, not. Not the little children that are just trying to get some sleep. So do we remember Dr. Conrad Murray? Dr. Conrad Murray, ring a bell. Okay, so that is the doctor that um, was convicted of involuntary manslaughter and served um, time for the killing of Michael Jackson. He's opened up a medical institute 12 years after. Now, I'm all here for supporting black business. All here for supporting black business. That's why I speak about this. I speak about black businesses on the show, especially in Melanin Magnificence. You know, that's why I'm here to uplift, to uplift the black community. But I also very much say on here that not all black is excellent. Not all melanin is, is magnificent. Look at Richie Sunak. 
So I don't know how I feel about going to a new medical center where the CEO and founder was convicted of involuntary manslaughter. Involuntary means not not on purpose. Manslaughter is killing someone. So if you're sick and you're going to somewhere to get better, I don't think someone who accidentally killed someone would be the top of my list of a place to go and, and come out alive. But that's just me. Like I said, I'm all here to support black-owned businesses, but I just don't think that's the kind of place I would go and support and check myself or a loved one into. There's a couple of people I might check into that medical centre, but again, it would be in hopes of, you know, let me not even do that because that's a bit mad, actually. Whoa. So, yeah. Um, Murray said, uh, when I came back to Trinidad, most of the colleagues whom I had trained felt that I was too much of a threat to be present. You don't say. Uh, when all I was willing to do was collaborate, further educate and instill care for more and more. So they decided to eventually lock the doctors when they saw the cases I was performing. It was tough. I dealt with the country locking its borders for two years, but I did not give up and I felt I had to be relentless. Um, the Los Angeles Superior Court judge, Michael Pastor, said at the time that uh, this is a crime where the end result was the death of a human being. The factor demonstrates rather dramatically that the public should be protected. Is you checking in there? What do you think? Give me the thoughts. Give me the thoughts. In fact, another place you can give me the thoughts, I'm trying to still get my hands, my grips to it, this threads shit with Instagram, this new Instagram, Twitter thing. I'm a try, but I just don't know. Be, I just, even on Twitter, I, sometimes I just don't know what to say. I feel like I'm speaking for the sake of it, but I'm going to give this one a try. Shoot over a thought about this whole medical center business and, and let me know if, if, if you go in there and if he should because I, I definitely believe in second chances and third chances mainly second uh but i guess this would be his second but i don't know if i would take the chance to, to go there if you know what i mean um i feel like that is oh no so this right okay Okay, okay, okay. So, Kiki Palmer, let's get into it. I love Kiki. I want to start by saying I really do love Kiki Palmer. Um, so, our girl recently gave birth to a baby, beautiful baby. And by the looks of it, the body, the snatchback is, is gag worthy. Like, she's looking real, real good. I've seen her doing podcasts, attending events. She's turning out looks. Her body looks insane. She's glowing, very much giving, just had a baby, you know, joy, joy, joy. And her and the baby daddy, um, Darius Jackson, cute, cute, light skin ting. Um, they're still going strong. They were going strong until uh, Kiki uh, went to went to an Usher concert to which he serenaded her and did a little thing. She even got on the mic, you know, took the mic and sang the end of a little phrase. The crowd went up. She was with her girls feeling herself. And what stole the show wasn't her being there um, or the vocals. It was a dress and the dress was a cute dress down to the floor. 
black mesh. Uh, and then underneath was like a black bodysuit that you could like, you could see it was all black, blacked out. Um, but you could see her arms through the mesh. You could see her legs and her batty cheeks. And the bum was bumming. And Nyash was serving Nyash. It was giving festival. It was giving fried dumpling yams. It was just, sis was caked up. It was giving, it was giving mother I'd like to fuck. Okay. She looked great. Anyway. No one really even noticed the fucking dress until her mans took to Twitter. Until her mans took to Twitter and said the following. <clears throat> Let me just get up. He reposted the video, which is playing right here, sorry, and said, it's the outfit though, dot, 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 You're, you a mum. He then went on to say, we live in a generation where a man of the family doesn't want the wife and mother to his kids to showcase booty cheeks to please others. And he gets told how much of a hater he is. This is my family and my representation. I have standards and morals to what I believe. I rest my case. Right, so first start, you said um, showcase booty cheeks to please others. I really don't think that Kiki put on that dress and said, oh my God, this is going to make people happy. Let me wear this. This is going to please other people. These are going to please my girls that I'm going to this Usher concert with. What the? The mentality, not me advocating the vape. The mentality behind him saying that is wild. It's giving projecting. It's giving you dress to please people. So that's what you think that she's doing now. Nah. She just looked cute, went on a night out with her girls to an Usher concert and looked great. You're a mum though. Darius, how the fuck does your mum dress? I want to know that. How does your mother dress? What does dressing like a mother look like? How do it look like? Beyonce's a mother. Nicki Minaj is a mother. Mariah Carey's a mother. Naomi Campbell's a recent mother. How do mothers look? How do they fucking dress? It's giving misogyny. It's giving insecurity. It's giving toxic masculinity. Toxic masculinity. You have no ownership over that woman. Whether she birthed your picnic or not. She can dress however the fuck she wants. If she wanted to have not the mess and actually just have booty cheeks out. She can. She's a woman. Yeah, she's a mother, but she's a woman first. And if she wants to embrace her body, and if she wants to wear a dress that shows some flesh or doesn't show flesh, she can fucking do so. And if it doesn't please you, on to the next, ask you why it doesn't. Why doesn't it please you? Yeah, toxic masculinity. She's not yours. You don't own her. She can dress how she wants. Um... Misogyny, this whole idea that a woman now, now she's given birth to a mother, she should dress like a mum. Like I said, how does a mother fucking dress? How does a mother look like? Mothers come in all different shapes, form, sizes. Mothers have all different kind of personalities. A mother is just a woman that gave birth to a child. It like, it's giving Anna Delvey, but it, it does make them special, but it doesn't now mean they have to like change anything, anything, especially for the man that impregnated them to cater to your, your ego, to cater and attend to your misogynistic ways of thinking. You now need to hide your body and not show this. Lies. She bounced back from having that baby. She looks good. Get the booty cheeks out, sis. Get the booty cheeks out, sis. 
Because now you're a dad. How the fuck are you going to be dressing? So you're a, da a dad now. Every picture on your Instagram or when you step out, put your top on, please. All these pictures with your abs. You're a father. You're dressed like a dad. Dressed like a dad. See, it doesn't even, ha it doesn't even have the same ring to it. Dressed like a mum. Dressed like a dad. No. Um, I really wanted to give Mr. Darius the belt, but I wanted to speak about something personal that happened to me that I want to I wanna delve into. Um, but yeah. It's not about standards and morals. And if it is, the morals and the standards that you have, Mr. Darius, Darius are very archaic, controlling, misogynistic, toxic morals um, and standards, which actually doesn't surprise me because there are so many men that think like this and stay online trolling mothers to say, oh, why is she wearing that? Why, she why are you concerned? Why the fuck are you concerned? Like it's none of your business. Mind your business. Yes, that's your girl. Yes, that's your, the, the mother of your child. What is she doing wrong? I don't even know whether Kiki Palmer has a girl or a boy, but her wearing that and standing in it and the fact that she unfollowed your dumb black ass after you tweeted that is good morals and good values and good, what do you say? Standards. Because no man should ever, no man should ever feel like he has the the place to not only say to a woman directly this isn't how you should be dressing but to go onto a public platform and say it to the world are those your morals and standards is that how you want your kid to 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 be thinking in the future if you've got a woman if you've got a girl sorry and she grows up to become a woman i hope she doesn't adopt your morals and standards and i hope she adopts that of her mother kiki that is going out here Great career, because I don't know what the fuck you do. Apparently, you're an actor, allegedly. I ain't seen you in no films. I've definitely seen Kiki Palmer in films from early, from early in the morning. But you're out here running your dry lips about dressed like a mum. Shut the fuck up, bitch. Shut the fuck up, bitch. Makes no sense. Makes no sense. I'm glad Kiki unfollowed you. I don't think she's spoken about it. I don't think she's spoken about it publicly yet. Unsure. But you watch your own body and watch what you're doing before you go and tell a woman whether you've inserted your penis into her or not or whether you've bred her nakis or not. Don't be telling a woman what she can or shouldn't be doing especially when the standards that you've got are so stupid. The fact that you're willing to go onto Twitter and cuss out the mother of your child. Cuss out the mother of your child, but yet have the audacity to speak about standards, morals, and representation. Dickhead. Um, anyway, that is all I actually wanted to measure up this week. Uh, those are my thoughts on the things. Uh, once again, shout out to Mr. Philip Schofield. I know that you're really enjoying yourself right now, now that the flame has been taken from your, your pale backside and put underneath someone else's. Cannot wait to see who it is. I don't even know who it is. I was just speaking to a friend like, oh, like, we should play a game, like, guess who? But as a recent report shown um, that I read on the Voice newspaper, the, the BBC this year has had the lowest rate of black viewership, including me, because I couldn't tell you who the BBC presenters are. I really, really couldn't. So when it comes to guessing who it is, Miss me with that one. Anyway, that is Miles Measures done. It is now time for Get the Belt. Right. So, 
my belt this week goes out to, I don't even want to say my ex, yeah, because we, we weren't never, never that. But it goes out to anyone that has done this kind of thing or thinks that this kind of thing would be acceptable. So let me paint you a picture. Uh, I was on and off with this one idiot for a while who I actually thought at one point I loved and like did a lot for and... You know, there the, were the, some times where he did a little bit for me, but for the most part, I was always doing the most. Cheated on me several times. And when I see you, I, you might go, oh, how can he cheat on you if he wasn't your man? We were exclusive. We had that. There were times where we had conversations about, okay, right, so we're doing this now. Obviously, he never wanted to be um, that way inclined and, you know, be together which in hindsight, I'm like, thank God. There was one time he did, but, you know, Jesus was on my shoulder and said, don't you dare, this is mad. And I said, no, this, this isn't healthy. But we were exclusive frequently. And almost every single time it ended with him cheating, lying, STIs, the lot, mayhem, mess. Anyway, last time I saw him was over a year ago, just after my nan passed. We were exclusive at that time. Um... And he even came to my nan's funeral, couldn't believe it. First time he'd ever been around people that, of my family, like that many people. But I was low, like I just lost my, my nan, who was my world. Um, not even two weeks after that, um, I'd gone away to Jamaica and then he'd called me to be like, okay, let's stop again. I was like, okay, this is weird. Everything was being great. Only for me to find out that he'd been fucking his ex again and lying about it whilst I was going through all of this shit. So me being me and still at quite a low point, I was ready to forgive and go, let's go on. But by the end, I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I don't, I actually don't deserve this. My friends have been telling me for years to the dust, to the dust. Friends, family, all of it saying leave him for, for dead. Um, and it got to the point that I was able to just let go and I've just focused on me and it's been great. Bearing in mind, this person would always say, oh, I'm not here for the mess. I'm not here for the mess. Like, I don't like messiness. And, you know, if I'm if I'm doing this, like, I'm not going to date someone that is friends with one of my exes. Or I'm not going to speak to them because that's messy. Like, don't do this. Don't do that. All of these, all of these things that he doesn't do because he's not a messy guy. Even though when I met him, he told me his name was something else and that he was single and that he was a certain age. Lied about a lot of it. I should have known from the jump, but look at me ignoring red flags. Look at me once upon a time ignoring red flags. Uh, anyway, fast forward to now. It's been over a year since we've spoken. However, a few months ago, I got a random text from a number saying, shall we get a dog? I thought, who the, f who the fuck is this? It was a random number, but there went no conversation in text. So I saved the number as who's this, put it in WhatsApp, and lo and behold, look at this nigga. It's him. <laughs> creeping, creeping out from, from, from whatever hole he was under. And I just think, wow, th this is what you used to do back in the day while when, when we'd be on and off. Like he'd cheat, go away, and then randomly I'd get a, a, a text or he'd message me on a dating app like, oh, are you at the gym? Or, oh, nice to see you. What are you doing later? And it's like, bro, it's been six months since you last fucked me over and the first message you send is something like this. <laughs> Obviously, my nigga hasn't grown on the same flex, acting wild, acting dumb. Um, and sent me this message about shall we get a dog I didn't even give that motherfucker a response I thought look at you And I got that text while sat next to my gorgeous boyfriend um, 
who is now showing me all the love and respect that I deserve and that I give. So I just thought, ha, lit. Obviously, things didn't work out with you and your mans that you cheated on me with and then gone back to and ended up cheating. I can't even get it out. It's just aggravating me. Anyway, didn't respond to that, moved on. A few months have gone past. And now one of my good, good friends, one of my good, good friends that I live with has said, oh, this guy, I'm not even going to say his name because fuck that, has messaged me, wants to meet up. I was like, oh, okay. I said, you know what? I ain't one of the, I really am not one of those people that will say, oh, if I've been there, don't go there. Because like I said, I don't own anyone. And if I've really, I'm a firm believer in if you've really moved on from someone, it's actually not going to impact you. And if it's a friend that's saying they want to do it, then you'll, you'll want the best for the friend. Unless you still have feelings for that person, then you're going to feel a kind of way. Or unless that person really, 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 really fucked you over, which that person did to me. However, I ain't got no problem with someone going there. So when, I, when he said that to me, oh, can I, like, what, what are your thoughts on this? I said, you know what? Go and, go and do it. Try. Try. If you're happy, good. However, you should know that this person did X, Y, and Z, lied about this, lied about that, also said they're not messy, but yet they're trying to speak to you and they know. I said, I said wait a minute. Does he know that we know each other? He said, yes. I said, okay. This is very surprising because he's always told me, you know, I'm not messy. Um, I was like, so does he know that we like also live together? He was like, yeah. I said, Jesus on the main line. This person that doesn't think that they're messy is going and doing a very messy thing, honey. Like, what do, like, I was thinking in my head, see, like, if that isn't enough of a reason for you to not like go with this dude... I don't know what it is. Despite all the nonsense I told you that this motherfucker's done. He knows that we ain't cool. I, I even asked my friend, does he say that we're cool? He's like, yeah, no, he said no. He's got nothing to say about, bad to say about you, Miles. And that, yeah, you're cool. I thought, yeah, of course this motherfucker ain't got nothing bad to say about me. Because I ain't do shit. I ain't do shit. He was the one that did all of the, the, all the, all the wrong and all the bad shit. And the lies and the deceit and the fucking betrayal. And just the... the just the dumb shit he was doing. So of course he ain't got bad shit to, uh, to say about me. I ain't never do nothing to him like that. Um, and the fact that he thinks that we're cool. If we were cool, we'd be kikiing. We'd be texting. When you text me after about eight, nine months of you fucking off out my life. When you randomly text me. Or when he randomly texts me, sorry. Or oh, let's get a dog together. I might have responded back to you. But I didn't. Why? Because we're not cool, fam. You're a prick. You're a prick. And you know that. So what did you think was going to, what does he think was going to happen when you now come up in my house to date my friend and you see me, what is it going to be? It's, it's, it's going to be on site. That's what it's going to fucking be, bruv. That's what it's going to be. But anyway, my friend was like, you know what? Nah, nah, nah. From even just a little bit you've told me, I don't want nothing to do with this guy, man. You know me, Miles. I just want peace. I said, yep. Yeah. Like I said, I ain't got no problem with you going there, but just know what the fuck you're getting into because I wouldn't be a good friend if I just said, yeah, go on. And leave my good friend to be lied to and be treated how I was potentially treated. And I said, you know what? People can change. But the fact that he only just messaged me two, three months ago with the same shit, like nothing had happened, is given there has been no growth. And he's doing the same shit he was doing years ago. Popping up again out of thin air, despite the, the, the wild shit he'd done with no remorse, no acknowledgement of the wrongdoings, but just expecting things to go, to go back to how it was. And why? Because this dick and his ass is fucking great. And it keeps them coming back. But no, girl, I'm taken very much off the market, very much happy, 
very much getting dick down, very much dicking down, very much enjoying my life, very much on vacations, twice, three times a month, very much on yachts, very much, you know, at the events, very much madly in love. So, yeah, no response, no fucks given. You tried it and I need to let my friend know this could be the same for you because clearly there's been no growth. So that motherfucker gets the belt. And any motherfucker out there that will be messy like this, like all my messy bitches, all my messy bitches, my selfish messy bitch, my selfish messy bitches get the belt. Because grow babes, we're in 2023, there's been a whole pandemic and you're still, you guys are still doing the messy shit. When are you going to learn, man? When are you going to learn? It's given you're going to have to stay on grinder, stay using these aliases and stay in these streets and just, and just continue your mess. Because not of my friends, you won't. Yeah. So yeah, all my messy bitches, especially that motherfucking Neil fucking, let me not even do last name, that Neil motherfucker, Jason, whatever the, Justin, whatever the fuck you was calling yourself, Justin, that was it. Lied to me and say your name was Justin. <laughs> Nigga, better actor than I am. Hell. Yeah. Messy bitches like you, get the belt. And that is it for this week's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed. You know, we spoke about the things. I'll keep my eyes glued to find out who to find out the latest on this this BBC scandal, honey. Shout out once again to Mackay Williams, the melanin magnificence of this week. Do your thing. I'm gonna try and find a link to the uh, event. So if you've got any kids under 12 that want to go and participate in in Notorious Gig, you can do that. If you want to donate to it, I'll see if I can get a link of some sort. But yeah, that has been this week's episode. We came, we talked the things. I managed to get some shit off my chest. Oh, the audacity of this Negro child. But yeah, this is uh, the podcast that is known as Home of Melanin, Magnificence and Kingdom of Belts. My name is Miles Hart, your host of the podcast, Get the Belt. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.